listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. Get your eating pants on today, oh, ladies. Yes. <laughs> Elastic waistband, take me away. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm not, I'm not kidding here. We have a very exciting episode because we're talking about like cake and pie and cookies mm-hmm. and all kinds of deliciousness with a person who makes those things very delicious because we have a conversation with creative episode today. We're talking about food. And Erin, who do we have with us? Today we have Mary Cruda of Cruda's Bakery. Cruda Bakery. <laughs> I thought I asked about this. It's not possessive. It's Cruda Bakery. Oh, I no. just don't you love how I knew that off the top of my head? Immediately. I was like, it's Cruda, Cruda Bakery. bakery. Uh, it's probably because I've been Cruda Bakery Incorporated. <laughs> it can go either way. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I didn't I'm catch a branding, that. I'm a branding you. nerd. It's important to be accurate. Thank you. Especially with there, this, this sort of thing. Journal, you know how I feel about journalistic integrity. Yes. <laughs> we want people to know uh, the true experience. Uh, you know it. Yeah. Mary's laughing at you already, Bree. Uh, I know I love it. <laughs> so, Mary, we're so glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having now, me. I think, yeah, uh, it seems like maybe... Bree, do you know Mary? I do know Mary. How do you know her? So Jim and Mary Cruda, are you guys still members at Good Shepherd in Collinsville? We sure are. Yep. Okay. So I I know them actually through their daughter, Catherine, who was Mm -hmm. in my class. We went to Good Shepherd Lutheran School in Collinsville, Illinois together Mm. from kindergarten up through eighth grade uh we went to high school together when i was back at metro east in edwardsville nice and so they have been long stalwart members of good shepherd lutheran church they also made my confirmation cake oh so i love that good there's that (laughs) okay there's that i just have to ask does good shepherd in collinsville have the absolute best coffee hour pastries this is what i really need to know (laughs) oh sometimes yes (laughs) depends on the supplier (laughs) that was very tactfully put mary well no yes we um no sometimes we take and sometimes we don't we have a lot of good bakers at our church so they sign up and bring some goodies i love that i love baking I love eating more, though. (laughs) Well, let's dive right in here. First off, we don't want to assume anything. So how do you become a baker? Well, in today's world, it's a little bit more difficult than it was in our family's world. Mm. My husband's grandfather emigrated from Russia and landed in Texas in, I think, 1908, and then made his way up to Illinois and started a bakery in 1919. Wow. So, so he started Cruda Bakery in 1919. I believe it was Cruda Brothers then because a brother came with him. Okay. And then they started in East St. Louis in 1919. Wow. Yeah. So we're doing the math here. And that one, that's that one's pretty easy because. Hundred yeah. four. I almost said it the I wrong know. number. <laughs> Hundred and four years. Wait a minute. You That's didn't tell me I had to do math. I can't do math. No, right. no. I don't do math. No, we got it. Yeah. Got okay. Well, then, we, then we moved to Collinsville in 1974. So next year we'll be 50 years in Collinsville. Oh, okay. Wow. That's awesome. Wow, you got to celebrate two major milestones. Absolutely. Yes. Cool. True. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, that that tells us sort of how the bakery was started. But how on earth did you get mixed up in all of this? Yeah. True. (laughs) No pun intended. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Yes. I I married into the family. Uh Uh-huh. Were you a baker before you married into the family or did you just have a really steep learning curve? How did that go? I did. I did. My husband actually was a musician and he was playing on the road. And we met in Nebraska. I was working at the restaurant and then he was playing in, I don't know what they called it, the, like the lounge area. And so uh-huh. somebody said, oh, Mary, let's go meet the band. I know these guys. I want you to meet them. And so <laughs> so that night we met each other and Jim told his bandmates, I'm going to marry that girl. I don't know who she oh, is. Yes. <laughs> so he loves to tell the, his story of love at first sight. Uh huh. So that's kind of a fun story. 
Mm-hmm. So then uh, we communicated back and forth, you know, back then it was telephones and letters. And so eventually I moved here and we got married. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so, yeah, the rest is history. He, now, when did you start? Well, Rachel, I think you had a follow up on the Yeah, you, So you married a musician <laughs> yeah, yeah. and ended <laughs> up yeah, getting a family business that involves presumably a whole lot of work on your part. Right. Well, what was that conversation like? Well, in the process of getting to know each other, he had determined his father had hurt his hand. And he said, you know, I have to I have to get back into the family business. And so I was very, yep, that's good. And so after we met the next year, then he um, started full time at the bakery. Mm. So was he intending to like, was he the heir apparent to the bakery? He was intending to go. His older brother, though, is the one who, when they built in Collinsville, his father did that for him because Jim was on the road playing music. But then, right. But then they just needed more hands at the bakery because everything took off. Mm-hmm. It got became very busy. And so mm-hmm. he just mm-hmm. uh, felt the family, you know, the family ties pulling him back. And he was sure he was wanting to be back and home anyway. you were just anyway. along for the ride. Yeah. yeah. That's well, awesome. like, at what point did you start taking an active role? I would say uh, probably about 1976. I started and then 77 more. I started working in the store. I would wait on customers. I would answer the phone. I would pack orders. So I don't actually do any of the baking, baking. I I can do like, I can ice things and, you know, prepare them, but I don't do baking. I'm not at the oven. Okay. Who's the baker of the family then? Okay. Well, my husband was, um, we have Mm -hmm. probably four or five bakers at working at the bakery. And so we have the the one person who goes in the back and scales off and mixes all the doughs. And then the other men who then they roll out the doughs and form it into the end product. And then there is one person who's dedicated to the oven. So they stay over and watch the oven because we have two great big ovens that hold like 30 pans at a time. Wow. Wow. I feel like we should have done this like on, on site. site. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see this now. <laughs> well, that brings me to a follow-up question because we, you know, when we refer to bakers, when Aaron asked you, how did you become a, become a baker? I, I thought to myself, well, do you mean baker as in somebody who bakes or somebody who mm-hmm. works at a bakery as a professional? And those are obviously mm-hmm. two different categories. What would you say are the big differences when it comes to baking in your own kitchen mm-hmm. versus baking professionally for other people at scale? Well, since we are a full line retail bakery, some bakeries are more niche. And so like you have these, like the fun cupcake bakeries. And so mm-hmm. they only, they focus on one thing. Since we have so many different things, there's just so many balls in the air at the same time. Mm-hmm. I can, I can walk into the bakery like it. If I were to go in at 3.30 or 4 in the morning and just be amazed at all the activity that's going on. And then yeah. the person who watches the oven, as I said, one oven has 30 pans, the other one has 20. So they're watching 50 different things at the same time. And so it's a very intense well, job. So timing it, making sure you're getting the pans out at the right time, just the realization, because wow. it's a real oven. So it, it it's like, I don't know if you've seen rotisseries that go around it. It goes around. And so if they let it go one too many times, they might have a whole rack of things that are burned. So, oh. so it's not, a, I, it's I like could a never do it. I could like never do it. Peaks are going around. Yeah. Kind of like, like what am I trying to say? Like a Ferris wheel? Yeah, oh, wow. Ferris wheel. I said merry go round, but this Ferris is- wheel. This is so much more intense than I thought. As it comes like, ready and you got to load in a new passenger yep you got it yep that's it oh my gosh got a vision i have so much respect Uh, i want to ride that ferris wheel though (laughs) and the temperatures are different everything bakes you know at a different temperature so you you put things in when it's lower and then you raise the temperature for the things that need to be hotter so there's so that much thoughtfulness that is needed. Yes. Yeah, it's not like math. <laughs> it's not like Duncan Hines. No offense to Duncan Hines, because I love I love a good box brownie, but it's not mm. like preheat your oven yeah. exactly. to 350 and stick a yeah. toothpick in after five minutes or whatever. <laughs> hmm. Yes, there's a lot of it's uh yeah, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Oh, it's amazing. So how many different things does the bakery produce? I'm curious. How many different things do we produce? Whoa. Oh, hundreds. Mm -hmm. Especially if you consider that like for Danish rolls, we'll have six, seven, eight different types of Danish rolls. Mm -hmm. And then all the different donuts and like Mm -hmm. 10 or so different kinds of stolens. Uh, three or yeah. four so different let's hear, strudels. Let's hear some of these things that you guys make. So you've you said there's Danishes, donuts, stolen strudels. strudels. What other strudels? What other gooey butter? Gooey butter cakes. Gooey butter. Oh, I miss gooey butter cakes, you guys. They don't it have them so in Connecticut. Connecticut is not ready for the gooey mm. butter cake, uh, Rachel. <laughs> oh, and also uh, cream horns. We make a lot of cream horns. Fudgies. What is a cream horn? Oh, let's do that. Yeah, uh, cream, cream horn, horn is they take a pastry dough and wrap it around a, a tube so it will be a horn shape, and then they bake it in the oven, and then as it, when it cools, they fill it with like a fluff, fluffy icing, oh, sort of like cannoli, a bigger than a cannoli, bigger than a cannoli, yeah. and bigger, a oh, cannoli oh. would be a different dough. This is more of a French pastry, so it's very flaky. Yeah. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds amazing. It's a little more like continental than a cannoli, okay. if that makes sense. Oh. Cannoli is like a, I would say a cannoli shell is almost like a tortilla. Mm. Oh, that's actually. right. Oh, yes, it's very thin like that. Yeah. Fried. Yeah. 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 And it's fried. Correct. Mm-hmm. I'm so yes. hungry right now. My oh. mouth is watering. <laughs> so, so I have a question. I, I want to talk about product a little bit okay. because obviously... Like Cruda Bakery is like a mainstay in Collinsville. It's been around for over a century. Mm. So my first question in terms like as it pertains to like product diversity, because you do you see a lot of like small niche, you know, micro I'll call them micro bakeries. Okay, yes. Um that are, are the thing right now. And mm-hmm. what do you do to stay relevant or how do you stay relevant? in a time where like that is like you're just sort of this all things to all people bakery there's not really like how, let me ask this differently sorry <laughs> how do you how do how does cruda baker differentiate itself as a small business that is not sort of towing the line of what's popular mm. right now does that make sense it does make sense there's um there's a certain aspect you have to remain fresh you have to have fresh mm-hmm. ideas and so we do like to add new not necessarily niche items but you know if if all of a sudden everybody's wanting oh i don't know what like we were talking about cupcakes if all of a sudden everybody's really wanting cupcakes we you know we have to figure out how we can give them what they want but yet, mm-hmm. but yet still stay true to who we are. So one of the things yeah. is we always do from scratch baking. And so there are certain items that they're just so difficult to do from a scratch perspective that mm-hmm. we just don't, we won't, we won't take that on. Mm-hmm. Cronuts. <laughs> I know my husband tried those once. Did he really? Oh man! When he made it, he's like, "Oh my gosh, we can, we'll never be able to sell these. They're going to cost us so much for all the wonderful <laughs> ingredients in it." Yes, <laughs> I'll buy them. Yes. And Cronut uh, is actually trademarked, so we would have to change yes, the name. <laughs> right? We have to oh. censor that out. Oh. Uh. Sorry. Hmm. So, so my follow-up question then, is there any sort of, as, as you're sort of maintaining relevance and coming up with, with new products to meet demand, do you have any like memorable items that you tried to like bring to the forefront that either was a wildly popular, like unexpected success or like just complete Oh, I, want, hey, I, I don't want to say failure, but like straight up, like just a hot turned out to be a hot mess. Wow, that's like a good question. Moment. We'll never do that again. <laughs> I don't remember anything that was an absolute failure that we <laughs> made. That's entirely possible. I'm not surprised. Right. Oh, that's a head scratcher for me. I'll have to think. <laughs> Sorry, I should have wrote this question in the forever. <laughs> For the stuff that has been like an amazing success, besides, I mentioned cream horns. Cream Mm -hmm. horns, we go through thousands of them a week. And we're just a small little bakery. 
But man, yeah. whenever we bring radio bars back, it's just like, wait, what's that? What are those? <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm so excited for you to know what this is. Well, oh, was that Brie? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I know what they are. Yes. I can't wait for you to hear it. So radio bars, my husband's brother developed those back in probably 75, 76. So radio bars is we take our chocolate cake again, which is a scratch cake, and we cut mm -hmm. it into like rectangles. And then okay. we cook our own marshmallow. And <gasps> so we pipe marshmallow on the top in two big dollops okay. and then dip it in milk chocolate. <gasps> and it is, um, it's just, oh, wow. it's like, chocolate overload it's very decadent <laughs> it is heaven on earth in my belly so you said whenever you bring it back is that something that you're like we do this every 10 years well we no <laughs> no but like sometimes it's hard to it's hard to make sometimes in the summer because we're not air conditioned in our back and so uh, we're working with chocolate but the last time we so brought it back was oh gosh it's been within the month Oh, okay. so, so it's a season. It's a seasonal yes. item. Yeah. And so yeah. we announced on Facebook we were going to have it. And so <laughs> it, we made like 300 of them and they sold in like an hour and a half. Oh so, my then, so then the next time my husband said, I'm going to be ready for this. <laughs> so he made a thousand. Right after they sell out. A thousand. So then we make yeah. a thousand and the, the same thing, not as quickly, but wow, they were gone. Wow. wow. That's how long does it take to make a thousand radio bars? Mm. Well, radio bars are, a, like I stated, a three-step process. So the first, mm. when you bake the cake, then you we have to chill it so that it won't crumble when we dip it in the milk chocolate. Yes. Okay. So we chill it. We put the marshmallow on and we also have to then chill that. And so yep. it's like three days. Hmm. And then wow. I don't know how long it took him to dip all those. It was hours. Because, wow. I mean, that's by hand, I'm I'm guessing. Yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. So I just good. got with that right there that you just described, I just got like a little tiny glimpse of all of the logistics that are yep. involved in running yeah, a bakery. Yes, yes. Like, like there's there's some serious scheduling in advance because if you have to devote that much time to it, it's gonna throw off all of the rest of your production if you aren't prepared yeah, for exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. So when oh. that's what my husband always comments. When we add a new item, mm -hmm. he has to do all the, you know, the logistics. Figuring out yeah. what time to do what items. That's so wild. I'm so impressed right now. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Another really great item is our fudgies. I, Brie probably remembers those too. Fudgies. There. If you could, if you could see Brie's face. Keep right talking, now. Mary. <laughs> Keep talking. So we use special like special cupcake pans that uh, they're rounded more than flat on the bottom, and uh, we put brown sugar and butter in the bottom. And then we pour our chocolate batter on top of that. And then oh. when we turn them over, it's almost kind of like the, the gooey stuff on the bottom of a pineapple upside down cake. Yes. <gasps> I so love we let that. that cool. And then we put chocolate, uh, oh a, a deep goodness. chocolate fondant icing on it. Sounds so intense. Can I? I just need to say something <laughs> right now. <laughs> so you know how we talk about, we did that one episode on Financial Peace University, the uh -huh. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Cruda mm -hmm. Bakery catered the financial peace university sessions that oh. i went to oh. and i the one thing i remember no there were three things i remember from <laughs> financial peace university <laughs> being able to create a budget uh -huh. mm -hmm. how to do a debt snowball yep mm -hmm. and most importantly eating a fudgy at the <laughs> Those were the three th most important things oh about Financial gosh. Peace University. Bree, when you started that story, um, I thought it was going to go in a totally different direction. Oh, the one I thing that all of my budget went to baked goods at Kuna Bakery. <laughs> oh, that would be funny, though. <laughs> I would not be above that. Also, like, okay, I'll play. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. <sighs> Mary, are there any cruda recipes of your that you think <laughs> should have a comeback Ooh. and you want to make your your pitch here and sort of build a crowd swell wow. of desire <laughs> yes. for this recipe yes. that you, you your husband's like, oh, it's so much production now. And you're like, I have, oh, but the people I have want two. It. I have two off the top of my <laughs> head. Yes, let's okay. hear them. And some of these are crowd favorites and some are not, but. Okay. It's okay. We we get 
Napoleon's, they want Napoleon's back. And my mm. husband will just kind of shiver and like, oh, there's so many steps to making them. <laughs> okay. Because it, it's, a, it's also a labor intense item. But they're very good. Can, can, can you walk us? Because I am not. I'm Googling yes. Napoleon right now. A Napoleon I've would never be, heard of this. There's there's two mm. different kinds. So Napoleon oh, would be French pastry, so flat that you bake like in a sheet pan, and it would be flat. And then you cover it. What it, the ingredients on the inside would be would be a Bavarian cream. Oh. So it would be whipped cream and custard mixed together. And then you put another sheet of baked pastry on top and then cut them out into, again, rectangles. And then there's another one. That's how we do them anyway. And then there's another one that has also a jelly in the fill, a layer of jelly also, Mm -hmm. like a raspberry jelly. That sounds pretty nice. That sounds amazing. But that's in addition to the Bavarian cream, not instead of, It's not. Correct. Okay. okay. That sounds amazing. But, oh. but the dough is so flaky, it's really hard to cut. And so yes. my husband's oh. like, oh. Yeah. yes. Yeah. That's what a Napoleon is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're uh-huh. talking about uh-huh. now. Thank you. And then another item is we've had a lot of people asking for us to bring back our fluffy cheesecake, which is like a French, oh. like a French chiffon cheesecake. So it's real light and airy. And there's no crust on this one. Interesting. Okay. Uh-huh. And they're excellent with like strawberries, Ugh. strawberries yeah. and whipped cream. Ugh. This isn't at all similar, like to the the jiggly Japanese cheesecakes <laughs> that had a big fad there for a while. Are they? No, <laughs> no. This okay. is more of a French. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. okay. We use talk- something. We use something called baker's cheese rather than like a cream cheese or a sour cream. Oh, Although it might have some sour cream in it, but we use baker's mm. cheese. Okay. Which is what is baker's cheese? Is it more of is that more of like a ricotta situation? It is. It's it's more of a an unripened, so it's not cooked cheese. Mm-hmm. And then they <gasps> they drain it in cheesecloth so that uh, the you know the way is separated. Then the way it is drained off. Huh. That's so cool. So it'll be a so it's drier kind of, it's cheese. Kind of, yeah. Like a finer yeah. crumb crumbly kind of yeah. right. And then you you add your eggs and your milk and your sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mary, I got to ask you a hard question. And this wasn't on the list. But just Mm. listening to you talk and uh, one after another, delicious dessert. Mm -hmm. How do you like stay healthy in your line of work? Because for me, that would be an occupational hazard to be sure. But it kind of looks like you've figured it out. What's your secret? Okay. (laughs) My secret is I don't really eat a lot of it at a time. I have uh. my favorites, my ultimate favorites. But here's the trick. Every time I go into the bakery, I look around and I can have whatever I want. I can go pick up a cookie or anything. I could, And I'm like, nah, I'll get one later because I know it's there. It's almost mm. like just the knowledge that it's there is enough. That you could have it. Yes. If you want it. And I'll end up uh-huh. generally just getting a cookie or something. But another aside to that is when you're working around it a lot and it's all carbs, it's like, man, I want some protein. I need some protein. I need some grapes or carrots or something. Yeah. 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 All that sugar you're inhaling uh into your lungs. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But now I have a question. Speaking of inhaling sugar. um, (laughs) Like talking about the the sheer volume, do you have like a number or like estimate of how much flour and eggs and stuff you guys go through Ooh, every day or every week or something? Question. How much flour do we go through in a day? Um, yeah. I mean, like ballpark. I'm looking at my husband, see if he has an answer. Hundreds <laughs> of- <laughs> hey, Jim. <laughs> yeah. So he just reminded me, remember, we have five different flours that we use. So, oh, well, well, then. <laughs> so, well, then. so there's like that- a pastry flour, high gluten flour. There's just a, um, mm-hmm. a cake flour. And mm-hmm. then we, yeah, I'm trying to remember how many bags are back there at a time. I mean, gosh. And there's 50 so pounds in a bag. And there's probably. Uh-huh. You're giving us right here. Uh, just, a, I think, a very good idea uh-huh. of the scale of yeah. this project yes. that is Cruda Bakery. So hundreds I mean, of pounds. Yeah. We, we wow. talked about logistics. Wow. What about, I mean, the science involved when you talk about yes. different yeah. flowers yep. from different things? And uh, I think right. we were talking before the episode that you corrected us. Bakers don't use recipes. They use formulas. How, mm, right. This true. is, yes. this is yes. a conversation with creatives 
So we think about the art of baking, and there's definitely an art to it. But tell us about the science involved. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the science. Yes. Uh, well, we were just talking about flours. So there's high gluten flour for breads, mm -hmm. which means when you mix the dough, you build longer strands of protein, and so your bread will will rise, and it'll it'll trap the air from the yeast better because you're using those long strands mm -hmm. of protein. And then there's like a pastry flour, which would be totally different. And then uh, I guess um, you I cake flour. In the pastry. Yeah, you don't want gluten in the pastry. And then um, just you have to have your ratios correct. You have to have the right amount of, like I was mentioning, yeast or the right amount of baking soda or baking powder. And you also have to know that certain ingredients you can't mix together because you're, you're going to form too much acid. And mm. so like different okay. chocolates have different levels. So, yeah, there's a lot of science to it. Yeah. Do you have to do any adjusting? You, you mentioned that like in the back, it's not air conditioned. So do you right. have to oh. actually adjust throughout the year as you're baking to like? Yes, okay, definitely. Summer, so we use a slightly different approach than we would for the same recipe at a different time of year. So when they're mixing the doughs, even sometimes in the winter, they have to add ice to the dough so that the uh, it doesn't start proofing while it's in the bowl. And so that slows uh -huh. it down. It lowers the temperature. Because when you like when you're doing a big batch of bread, you don't want the bread to start proofing in the in the bowl before it's completely mm -hmm. mixed, right. say. And mm -hmm. so then you just add some ice and slow it down. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is proofing for people who don't bake bread? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> proofing <laughs> is when you let it rise. Ha. That makes sense. And we have I a actually big, knew that one. I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> so we have a, a big walk-in steam box, a proofing box that you, we just can wheel all of the racks in. And so, oh yeah, like a big, it's like a big walk-in freezer size. The steam uh -huh. box. And it's, uh, and, yep. And we put steam in there for the breads and for the sweet doughs. Oh, that's brilliant. Because so often they get a little, a little tough around the dry, outside, dry, the but the before steam it, would. Before it gets Be in the oven, huh? right? Yes. Not at Cruda. Not at Cruda Bakery. <laughs> they have a steam box. <laughs> it's starting to become clear why the baked goods are so good. Cruda. Uh, Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of our formulas are from way back in East St. Louis when the bakery was in East St. Louis. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, some that What's Jim's grandfather actually formula? brought. Yeah. Yeah, what's the oldest formula that you're currently still using? Oldest formula like, that we're still using? Oh, my. Possibly <laughs> the rye bread. Oh. oh. Yeah, I, I would guess. That yep. Sounds like it came from the old country. Well, yeah. and so I'm actually, I wanted to jump in. I'm glad you asked that because this is yet another question that I did not add <laughs> to the list. And Jim may pitch in if he so desires but I was, as we're sitting here, I obviously hate myself because I'm on my phone scrolling through all of your offerings on the Cruda Bakery oh. website, crudabakery.com. <laughs> and I'm noticing a like obvious, like Russian influence. Uh -huh. I mean, that, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But culturally speaking, like what role, aside from influencing the items like culturally does it influence anything else as part of your operation whether past or present so you mean aside from the product i'm not sure which direction you're going there i'm not going in any kind oh, of okay. direction whatsoever. <laughs> yeah we do try to stay true to that aspect of it because mm -hmm. we have a lot of customers that have been coming here for a long time and they want mm -hmm. they definitely yeah. want to come get the kolache that they had as a child or the right. or the the pumpernickel rye, which we don't have right in these couple of weeks. And uh, my husband was just sending me another note. And <laughs> <laughs> and so with the kolache, yes. and then uh, during the holidays we make a babka, which is we call a holiday oh, bread. Awesome. And so yeah, yeah. And now we're doing hot cross buns because we're in Lent, and so we'll have hot cross buns. And then we also do. I don't know if you saw the big push for punchki. So we make punchki. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are already cheese. on the record for loving Punchki. And so we still and that's a that is a formula that we've used forever and ever. And so it's a it's a really rich well, you know, you like it. It's a really rich yeah. dough. Yeah. And we still we still do the poigla, which is the prune. We do a prune filling. 
which oh. I love that prune punch key. That was my favorite one. I totally find those anywhere. Yeah, except Crudebakery, apparently. Except yeah. Crudebakery, Bakery, of yeah, course. Like, yeah. The younger generation, as they say, doesn't yeah, like the prune as much. Oh, oh, but it's I feel just like, the name. It's just the poor branding that Prune's yeah. got. So Prune. That's like it's that's so why you say the harder. you say the Polish way. It's the poitla. Maybe this is this is all item related. Maybe my question was poorly worded, but like I feel like it's so cool that to put it crassly, like the old country influences that still yeah. are are with the company today yeah. and like you're mm-hmm. a, like it, you can sort of spark discussion about like different celebrations and like at Christmas we make babka and this is why and I think it's a way of preserving oh absolutely yes culture from from yeah. overseas yeah. yes and like time in time and space yeah yeah it's a cool way to to do that absolutely. and a delicious way to do oh, it yes well, isn't yes, that we have how pit- so many families pass on their their family culture at Christmas time with the cookies? Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have people who yeah. come in and say, "I used to come in here with my grandmother, and they're probably like in their sixties, and so <sighs> they talk about and families." Well, we all gather around food. It seems not just Lutherans, and so <laughs> it's just like the yeah. food has the connection uh-huh. through the generations. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. And we like to now, we like to um, talk about our family heritage. My husband's pretty, I don't know what you want to say, humble. He doesn't like to talk about himself at all, but he will talk about his parents and his grandparents and his aunts and uncles who worked at the bakery and talked mm-hmm. about how there were day, times when they would work literally 20 hours a day oh and, get, and wow. come back the next day and start all over again and just, oh. uh, but all the hard work they did. And I like to, I like the phrase, we stand on the sh- shoulders of giants. Mm, that yes. generation that, that lived through the Depression and through the Second World War, they're just mm-hmm, an amazing yeah. group of people that just tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tough as nails. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm curious, right, right along those lines, Cruda Bakery is 100 plus years right. old. It was started by your husband's grandfather. Yes. But how far back, like, was he the first baker in oh, his family or does yes. was there a longer history of baking? As far as we know, he was the first. He was, wow. he was in Russia and he traveled over to Germany and apprentice, became an apprentice baker. And so he learned in Germany, huh. East, which would be Eastern Germany <laughs> and over okay. where Poland, Russia and Germany, right in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And okay. So he oh, came to awesome. he came to the states when he was in his teens. Wow. Mm-hmm. Brave people. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big risk. It is. That's a huge risk. Yes. Yeah. With, yeah. with no money, but he did know how to bake. Yeah. Well, that's right. something. Wow. You got a skill. That's a trade. That's amazing. Wow. And if you are willing to work, you mentioned the twenty hours, and yes. I know yes. that on top of the art and the science and the logistics is also a whole lot of probably backbreaking. You also work. mentioned like. 3 and 4 a.m. starts. Yes, well, I'm <laughs> curious. My follow-up Ooh. question is this. Take us through a day in the life of Cruda Bakery. Mm-hmm. Who's doing mm-hmm. what when? Okay, so <laughs> my husband goes in at about 1.30. What? A.m., <laughs> right? 1.30 a.m.? In the a.m., yes. Oh, my <laughs> So what, what happens, the first thing that happens is the men in the back, because, well, we also have one woman baker now. They um, start mixing the dough. They start scaling off the doughs and mixing it. So scaling is because they literally use a scale to measure. They don't, mm, yeah. We don't use like pints and cups to use a scale. Yeah. And so it's the way to the, do it. Yep. The balance scales. And so they make it and start mixing it, turn the ovens on, get the doughs into the pans. And then they, like I was mentioning before, go to the proof box. And so mm-hmm. then the woman who is at the oven, she uh, puts them in, takes them out. And then we have how many people? Th- uh, three people after that point, after they knock things out of pans, after they tray them, we have people who then um, will like cut the cheesecakes, cut the peanut coffee cake, and then ice everything and then yes. put them on pans for the store. And they hope to get that done by six o'clock when we open. Some things do not get out right away. And then we have another person who is just doing donuts. So they're over frying the donuts. 
And then we have another person that will then, as they cool, will start icing them. And two of those are my sons. Two of my sons. Yes. Okay. Keeping it in the family. I love that. uh, The one thing that cures my insomnia periodically is realizing that (laughs) there are people up in the world like making delicious bakery items and there's a woman at the oven. Yes. Watching everything. And then I fall asleep. (laughs) And then I wake up and I won't go eat a donut. Like that's. So is all of that happening before you open? Correct. Yes. There might so still what be. What time do you open? We open at six. We open from six to five p.m. Right, <laughs> and then six to three on wow. Saturday. But yeah, almost everything's okay. done by the time we open. There might be a few scragglers, uh-huh. or like uh-huh. we were talking about the dough proofing. For instance, if say the bread didn't proof as quickly as we wanted, obviously it's going to then be in the store a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So when do all these early rising bakers go to bed? Yeah. Or do they? Well, I don't know what time they do. My husband, gosh, depends if he's got a lot of like book work to do, but he'll go to bed about seven, seven okay. thirty. Yeah. Okay. That's, okay. that's reasonable. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. It's so a lot of sleep, but it's new. enough to survive. Right. Yeah. Yep. On the yeah, six hours of sleep. He's he's real happy uh-huh. if he gets six hours of sleep. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, okay, so as we're as we're talking about this and you're making references to your boys, and I know that they are my age and older. Correct. Does Jim plan to retire anytime soon? Like what's like, <laughs> like the breaking big, news? He needs he needs the big snooze. Like you know what I mean? Like he People needs a vacation. That's why I asked to kind of subtly down. I know. Well, yes, we're t- we're starting to try to pull back a little bit. I'm not there as much mm-hmm. as I used to be, but it's really hard because he just has so much yeah. just sheer knowledge, mm-hmm. and it's hard. Yeah. Some things are just so intuitive for him it's hard to pass it on without going step by step and yes it's kind of like braiding hair you know how to braid hair but show somebody (laughs) yeah oh no i i have daughters who do not know how to braid hair despite having had their hair braided every day of their life because teaching it Uh is not the same as doing it and institutional knowledge is so precious yes yeah so yeah Yeah. those are our uh, that's that's a goal that we're we're looking at is to get him out of there the only time lately he's been gotten out is if he uh, if he got hurt or got sick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so it's hard to take time off, especially since yeah. as we were talking, you can tell how all of the key people are just kind of, they fit like a jigsaw puzzle, like I was saying. And if, yes. was, if one right. person's missing, the other have to pick it up Ooh. and it can be. Uh-huh. That's challenging. Cohesion is very important, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Holy moly. So, Mary... The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge. <laughs> we desire to take on an Easter baking challenge. Yes. And we want you to help us <laughs> oh, okay. decide what we are going to bake. Okay? We want it to be, I, we could do different desserts. It doesn't have to be that we're all making the same thing. Or we could we could pick just one. But okay. what recommendations do you have for us? What do you think? If we were going to make quintessential Easter dessert, uh, what is it? And plus something that is a little bit easier, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't think I have a don't cream like to bread. Right, right. No. Accessible. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would <laughs> up at 1.30. I'm sorry. That's right. Well, maybe we sleeping. should... Maybe we should start a little further back and just ask, what are favorite Easter desserts? Like at Cruda Bakery, when it comes time for Easter, what do you, what formulas do you pull out knowing that people are going to be coming in for these? Yeah, that is a good question. Well, besides the hot cross buns, which we do through Good Friday, is um, I would say carrot cake. Okay. And so I think that would be an item too that would be very accessible. I mean, you could even get a mix, you know, to do it. Yeah. And so yeah. then you could start okay. with like a base mix and then uh-huh. explore. And then with- factor it up. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. That one you could explore a little bit if you're adding those type of ingredients because you've already got everything else figured out, the science. And then you could add okay. your, like your pineapple or, or yeah. your pecans Ooh, or yeah. your raisins. It's kind of a contentious topic too. It is. A little bit. I'd like to hear what is... The Cruda carrot cake. If you can share the secret recipe. <laughs> so ours, formula, so sorry. ours does not have coconut in it. So there are mm-hmm. very strong feelings on yes on coconut or no on coconut. Yep. 
Okay. But we do have the pineapple and the pecans and the raisins. We don't do the walnuts. We do the pecans. Because oh, I, I like that. I yeah, like I like that, that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, how would you describe a good carrot cake oh, wow. versus average one like what are the qualities <laughs> how do we elevate this thing make it yeah, i would that- say there's a certain point where if you add too many of these ingredients it's going to be it your cake's not going to work but um, yeah, but that's in a steam you know what i mean like <laughs> like the uh if you yeah. add too much pineapple yeah. it's it's yeah. it's going to be gooey but i think make sure your carrots you freshly grind you know grate your uh-huh. carrots oh, yeah. uh-huh. although i i think they even sell bags of grated carrot you could po- probably yeah. use <laughs> And that, but drain, yeah, drain your pineapple. Make sure your pineapple's drained. Oh. And I love raisins, so I would put a little bit more raisins in mine. Okay. But then okay. my son hates raisins. He said, when I'm eating something, it's like a road bump. Because <laughs> we, we make something called molasses bars, and they have raisins in them. And he's like, oh, those are like road bumps. I don't want those. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever? Okay, so that makes just another random question. Then I'm sorry, I keep derailing it. Like, (laughs) I'm supposing Paul works there, right? Right. Paul and Jim. Yes. Is Paul the one who doesn't like raisins? No, it's Jim. Okay, so let's let's suppose Jim is on molasses bar duty today. Like, can he ever? (laughs) Are they allowed to like doctor up like different recipes based upon their own personal preferences, or have they ever like tried to prank the store (laughs) or like? Like, you know what I mean? I, I would do totally know what do. you mean. Yes. And we do. Yes. yes. <laughs> Not on the molasses bars, though. They have to have raisins. I love raisins. But, okay. oh, yeah. They, they love to experiment with things and say, you know, and just put something out there. And the store clerks mm-hmm. will be like, what is this? <laughs> and so. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Back, back on. We're circling back now sorry. to the carrot cake topic. <laughs> May okay. I say I love about, this idea because I yeah. love carrot cake and carrot cake yeah. with cream cheese frosting. If That's I make it, it's going next. It's going to have to not have nuts or raisins because I live with picky young people. Oh, exactly. but I think yep. I can still work with yeah a yeah, wonderful exactly. carrot cake. I, I'm, yeah. I'm I want to I want to hear about the frosting. Here. Yes, mm. is it? Yes, is it we, important? I think so. <laughs> we use um, <laughs> and ours is a it's a cream cheese icing. We mix cream cheese okay. with our buttercream. I think on yeah. for the carrot cake. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Jim just said no. We've done it that way before, but yeah, <laughs> you can lighten it up a bit. Let's just say you don't okay. want it to be. Uh-huh. And so to whip up your your cream cheese. Oh, that would be good. Okay. Baker's cheese? No, okay. not baker's cheese. Nope. No, no, no. Baker's cheese. Don't do that. That has Don't to be that. that. You don't have access to that anyway. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. How about okay. frosting and can, carrots? And you can no. even do um cupcakes. So that would be fun too. You oh, could make them in right. cupcakes. Yep. Right. A carrot cupcake. How would you mm. keep the carrot? I mean, would for me a carrot cake needs to be super moist. And would that work with a, I mean, I mean it's got to work with a cupcake. Oh, yes. I'm just thinking out loud here. I don't think you would have to change your formula for a cupcake, for a carrot cake cupcake. I think it would still work, especially okay. if you keep it in the wrapper and yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And I like my carrot cake cold, so oh. I like it to come out of the refrigerator. I don't like it to, you know, I think it tastes better cold, but everybody's different. I like yeah. a cold frosting. I think yeah. that's True. part of it. Yeah. Mm. Is carrot cake something that is best the first day or is it better the second day? Oh, that is a good question. I don't know. The context uh, for this question is Erin once served us a family recipe fruitcake that she said wasn't any good until it was at least three months old. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we're not going there. No, (laughs) no. Three months old carrot cake. No, No. No. I will say, though, that if you make it with honey, it Mm -hmm. will be better probably Mm -hmm. the second or third day because if you make stuff with honey, it tends to sweeten Mm -hmm. as it sits. I only know this could be because my husband is a honey fiend oh, and yeah, everything yes. we make. It does add a different quality to it because it, it it's more, what would I say? Because it is, oh, honey would add, because I'm trying to think of the technical term to it, but I know what your husband's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like floral? Is that the right word? I think it's just um, not pound for pound, but ounce per, it's just sweeter. Mm, yeah. The same yeah. amount yeah. of sugar yeah. for sugar would be less sweet than the honey. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I will be making this with maple syrup, though. <laughs> yes. 
I feel like this is this is attainable for you too. I'm very excited I think, about this. I, I might be able potential. to figure something out. Yeah. At least yeah. carrot something tangentially related to carrot. True. Cake. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> In the neighborhood. In the neighborhood, yes. So ladies, I think this is gonna be is this an iron ladle? It sounds like this sounds this to me like it's an good. iron ladle. This is challenge. an iron ladle challenge. Carrot the cake. Carrot cake challenge. Oh boy. We will each create a carrot cake dessert. Oh wow. Yes. And so excited. Discuss how it went, how it failed, how it exceeded <laughs> expectations. We'll discuss it all. Do you have any Sorry. words of warning for us, Mary, as we attempt <laughs> to use carrot cakes? Like I what, would say, don't, don't overbake it. Don't, yeah, don't overbake over it. Don't overbake uh, it. Like you were saying. Yeah. 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 And try. Yes. Or, yeah, don't use a high temperature. Rotating oven. Yeah. <laughs> Ferris wheel oven. We'll all be buying rotating ovens. <laughs> Semi-related question. Do you have a, a lamb cake pan oh. that I can borrow? <laughs> oh, like, do you do, do we those? have a lamb cake, cake pan? We might yeah, have those, we don't those. make lamb cakes, but uh what? but we do you have should. we do have some pans you could borrow. Are you for real right now? Can you yeah. imagine that we're gonna store those lamb cake pans the rest of the I year? Some bakeries make oh, lots wow. of lamb cakes. Yes. They stack, right? They probably stack. Mm. Yes. You don't know. <laughs> Put it in the steam box. And it's summertime. You know what summer in Missouri is like. Well, right now, Ste- they're actually below the stairs in my hus- in our daughter's house. And so <laughs> they're not at the bakery. Oh. Are they at Catherine's house? Because I'll just go over and hang yeah. out. <laughs> You just go hang out. Let me know. I'll get you a lamp pan. Oh, that rhymes. You know, I'm actually feeling very vindicated to know that you don't make lamb cakes because (laughs) when we had Katie Sherman on our Uh show for an Easter type conversation and lamb cakes came up, Mm -hmm. I was taken aback by the fact that I had never, ever seen one in my life. And what? to find that they were just this regular part of Easter, I actually found it out when I was um, researching an article I wrote for Lutheran Witness, too. But this lamb cake is not part of my mm-hmm. family or personal history at all. So the fact yeah. that you also do not bake lamb cakes every year right. makes me feel slightly better about myself. <laughs> yeah. Same vindication. Yeah. Don't do a lamb cake. Whatever you do, people. I don't think they've ever done lamb cakes since I've been married to Jim. I, mm-hmm. I've and I've never. I may have seen one at another bakery. Sometimes we go to other maybe bakeries. That deserves a comeback. We go get ideas from other bakers, and I think maybe I saw one there. Espionage. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> oh, go in incognito. I'm I'm here scoping out your stuff. <laughs> True that. It seems to be a German tradition. So, oh, the oh, lamb cake that just didn't get picked up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think they made them in East St. Louis because we still have some pans, but mm-hmm. and they're hard to. Yeah. Ma- I think they're hard to make. Yeah, that could they be it. To me, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much like they aren't a le- they aren't a uniform depth. They're just like yeah. so different. It's got yeah. embosses. My husband have to shoot it. My husband just commented, "You you make them, and then some of them the heads will fall off. So then you're like." <laughs> You know, you gotta have some of them make it, some of them don't. Exactly. (laughs) Then you'd start all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Hmm. Well, the other the other good news (laughs) is that Mary did not challenge us all to do a lamb cake. She gave us a carrot cake, (laughs) and I'm even more happy about it. Yes. Thank you, Mary. It's Thank like you for not- some of these. What are oh, they? These um, not Facebook. What hacks are they? They do the hacks where they do. Yes. Oh, it's probably from like Etsy or something. And they try mm-hmm. to do the cake the way these people post it. And look yeah. at this cake. And, yeah. and then you make it yourself. And it's like, oh, my oh, goodness. My <laughs> this looks like a yeah. frog. Yeah. This isn't a lamb. Yes. Oh, I'm making a lamb cake, guys. And it is not going to look like a lamb. And that's <laughs> why it's going to be hilarious. Okay. Bree, you can do that. I am not making a lamb cake. <laughs> Maybe I'll introduce a new form of pollution into the ecosystem again. <laughs> Sour gummy worm pollution. No. <laughs> so, Mary, this was so good. Uh, this was I, a blast. Yeah. I would like you to tell people how to find oh, okay. your baked goods. If they're going to find them in person or can they be ordered? Okay. How can they get? Well, we're at 300 St. Louis Road in Collinsville. 
And we have a website, crudebakery.com. And there are some items you can order on there, but we do not deliver. We don't mail out. Mm, it, okay. It, because we don't use preservatives in our foods. Oh, and so by the yeah. time you got it, it would, you know, it would be stale. Yeah. Gross. So those of you who are lucky enough to live within driving distance of Collinsville, Illinois, Uh check it out because I'm not and I'm jealous. So you owe this to me. Go do it. (laughs) And and if you've been here but haven't been here lately, we've added um, a whole new addition. And so we have now we have seating, indoor seating, and we have patio seating outside. So that's kind of fun. Yes. It's nice. So you can eat your donut and your little coffee. Yes. And we're hoping to start. We're we're starting. We're hoping to start some like savory breakfast items. So that'll be fun too. Yeah. That's the best. Perfect breakfast location. I love it. Yeah. That's so cool. Mary, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. It was a blast. It's good to hear Bree's laugh again. I remember that laugh. From With school. my influenza A through Z right now. <laughs> so fun. So fun. Oh, man. Ladies, if you also want to join us in this carrot cake challenge, we'd love to know how it turns out for you. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll find out. I think I think it might be our next episode that will be the very carrot soon, cake. Anyway. It will be very, very yeah. soon that you'll soon know what happens. Very soon. Uh-huh. You'll know what happens with this carrot cake baking challenge. So oh, I, can't, I can't wait to hear. Stay tuned. Very, it is our next episode. Okay. These are back to back, guys. Wow. You will Exciting. know in one week what mm-hmm. happens yes. in this saga of carrot cake. I can't wait. <laughs> May the best baker win, right? <laughs> okay, oh, that's I just Aaron. Uh, we can. <laughs> Aaron will win. Aaron will win. There you and go. Okay. End of episode. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> join us in our facebook group the lutheran ladies lounge on facebook we'll all share our pictures of our carrot cake baking Mm -hmm. experiences there and on instagram you can follow us there at lutheran ladies lounge as well you can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash lutheran ladies lounge or on your favorite podcasting app or on the kfuo radio app you can also sign up for our e-newsletter i almost forgot e-newsletter we send that out sort of monthly you can sign up for that in the show notes for this episode or you can send us an email lutheranladies at kfuo.org and we'll get you signed up for that as well you're listening to the lutheran ladies lounge podcast i'm sarah i'm Erin. i'm gonna go get some fudgies Does anyone need anything <laughs> and i'd like to personally apologize to anyone who gave up desserts for lent we needed a trigger warning on this one Shoot. we can still record it <laughs> Dang. That is brutal. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, what evil lurks here. Yes. I know it. Mary, this was the bomb. Like, oh, I'm thanks. not even thanks lying Thanks for having now. me. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us, too. If you love the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast, consider financially supporting our producer, KFUO Radio, so we can keep doing what we do. Find out how at kfuo.org slash give.